Hello, everybody, and welcome to Get Lit Minute, your weekly podcast for all things poetic, poetry, and poets. This series is produced by Get Lit Words Ignite, which is a nonprofit organization that uses poetry and spoken word to increase literacy and empower young people. In this podcast, we focus on the lives, history, and works of classic poets and modern-day contemporary poets. My name is Nia Lewis. For this week's episode, we will be discussing a poet who has an army background. So let's get lit with Yusef Kamenyaka. Yusef Kamenyaka was born on April 29, 1947, and raised in Bogalusa, Louisiana, as the eldest of five children. He currently lives in New York, serving as a distinguished senior poet in New York University's graduate creative writing program. He earned his BA from the University of Colorado Springs on the GI Bill, his MA from Colorado State University, and his MFA from the University of California, Irvine. Kamenyaka began understanding the power of language from a young age. His father was an illiterate carpenter and encouraged Kamenyaka's love for books. According to the New York Times, his father pressed Kamenyaka to write his mother apologetic letters on his behalf after violent arguments that drove her from the house. When his mother came back through the door, Kamenyaka realized the impact his words had. His grandparents also influenced his love for poetry. They served in the church, and Kamenyaka states that the sound of the Old Testament informed the cadence of their speech. It was through the Bible where Kamenyaka began to develop an ear for the rhythm of poetry. Growing up, he drew inspiration from black poets, such as Langston Hughes, Gwendolyn Brooks, and Walt Whitman especially. He states, Black poets were voices I could hear inside my head. He served in the U.S. Army from 1969 to 1970 as a co-respondent. During the Vietnam War, he was the editor of Southern Cross and earned a bronze star. His poetry collections include Dedications and Other Dark Horses, published in 1977, and I Apologize for the Eyes in My Head, published in 1986, which won the San Francisco Poetry Center Award. Dinky Dow was also cited by poets such as William Matthews and Robert Hawes as being almost the best writing on the war in Vietnam. Neon Vernacular, New and Selected Poems, 1977 to 1989, published in 1994, received the Pulitzer Prize and the Kingsley Tough Poetry Award. He also wrote a bit of prose and drama, but his main concentration was definitely poetry. Kamenyaka's awards include the Ruth Lilly Poetry Prize, the William Faulkner Prize, the Thomas Forcade Award, and more. He's also received many fellowships, including those from the Fine Arts Work Center in Provincetown and the National Endowment for the Arts. In 1999, he was elected Chancellor of the Academy of American Poets. A lot of Kamenyaka's poems include details about his time during the Vietnam War, as well as his childhood. He writes about growing up Black and poor in America, talking about his suffering and endurance. He says that his life has been a healing process from two places, those two places being Bogalusa and Vietnam. He views his writing as a voyage, changing him as he reflects and ponders over questions that arise in his poems. In one interview on how he thinks his work has changed throughout the years, he says, I definitely have changed, or maybe my work has changed me. 
the process, the voyage. Maybe a psychic atmosphere rose out of the words, not unlike the dream that changes the dreamer. Speaking of atmospheres, Kaminyaka is a very visual poet. Through his poems, Kaminyaka weaves together complex images in order to create depth. He fuses his reality and imagination, the literal and the divine. This is why he admits that sometimes he wishes he were a painter, as the images he writes about in his poems all come from the pictures conjured up in his mind. His understanding of imagery also translates how he approaches form. Since structure is the blueprint of a poem, Kamenyaka is very intentional about utilizing the tension that exists between the spaces of his words to best convey his idea. He's like a composer, drawing from his knowledge of the notes and silence in order to create a meaningful melody. This understanding of structure and rhythm can be attributed to his deep love of jazz, which is evident in his poems. He admires how jazz musicians are able to improvise off the top of their head, being inventive as they perform. In a similar vein, Kamenyaka emphasizes the importance of always questioning and experimenting in poetry. He encourages aspiring poets to challenge ideas and to question ourselves because it's not just poetry, it's the experience of inquiry. Now that we've learned a little bit about Yusef Kamenyaka, now it's time to read one of his poems. Today we'll be reading his poem Anodyne, which is an ode about what he loves about his body. In the poem, he celebrates his body's existence and survival. So here's Yusef Kamenyaka's poem entitled Anodyne. I love how it swells into a temple where it is held prisoner, where the god of blame resides. I love slopes and peaks, the secret paths that make me selfish. I love my crooked feet, shaped by vanity and work shoes made to outlast belief. The hardness coupling milk but can't fashion, I love the lips. Salt and honeycomb on the tongue, the hair holding off rain and snow. The white moons on my fingernails, I love how everything begs blood into song and prayer inside an egg. A ghost hums through my bones like Pan's midnight flute shaping internal laws beside a troubled river. I love this body made to weather the storm in the brain, raised out of the deep smell of fish in water, hyacinth out of the rapture and the first regret. I love my big hands. I love it clear down to the soft, quick motor of each breath, the liver's 10 kinds of desire and the kidneys lust for sugar, this skin, this sack of dung and joy, this spleen, floating like a compass needle inside nighttime, always divining, West Africa's dusty horizon. I love the birthmark, posed like a fighting cock on my right shoulder blade. I love this body, this solo and ragtime jubilee behind the left nipple, because I know I was born to wear out at least 100 angels. This is literally a poem that I just like, want to keep with me like every single day 
Like I'll just like have it like tucked in my bra and like pull it out when I need it, if that makes sense. Because I feel like I need this as a reassurance poem. Because I feel like constantly I'm bringing myself down. I'll look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, um, no, my hips are not looking good today. No, the hair is not looking good. No, I don't like my face. I don't like this, this. When it's time for me to just love the way that I am. I literally like woke up this morning and I was like, girl, you look good, you look beautiful. And that's the energy that I need to have every single day. And it doesn't matter when. And I feel like this poem is a reassurance poem of how beautiful I am and how beautiful my body is. And this poem, I just love it. It's important and it, I need to carry this around me every single day. Thank you guys so much for tuning in with us on all things Yusef Kamenyaka. And make sure that you share with your friends and family members. And I'll see you guys next week. See you later. Get Lit Minute is a production of Get Lit Words Ignite. This podcast is produced by Samuel Curtis, executive produced by Diane Luby Lane, and engineered by Bridget Yang and Peter Davis. Bridget Yang also researched, wrote, and edited this episode alongside me, Nia Lewis. Lucas Lane is our digital editor, and our editorial advisors are Kelly Grace Thomas and Colleen Hamilton. Special thanks to the entire Get Lit staff and donors who made this work possible, the teachers who use this podcast to educate their students, and to all students of life everywhere for tuning in and spending time with us today. If you want to hear more of our episodes, this podcast is available wherever you listen to podcasts and on our website, getlit.org. That is G-E-T-L-I-T dot O-R-G. See you then.